Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2X team, Bill Kasky here, back at the 2X Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to speak about, and by the way, this is the countdown from the daily podcast. We're doing one more day, which will be tomorrow, and then we will drop back to a weekly podcast that will be released every Tuesday, 2X Tuesday, as we're calling it around here. Today, I want to talk a little bit about rules, tools, and attitudes. We're going to divide this into a series of two. I don't know. Is that a series? It seems like that's a, a weak series, too. It should be five. But we're going to do it in two. And I'm going to talk about rules today. I'm going to give you five. And these rules come from a uh, booklet that I wrote about two or three years ago that had 45 rules, tools, and attitudes in it. Rules are more you know, how do, how do I behave? How do I operate in the sales world? Tools are the word tools. It's language. It's, it's uh, uh, verbatims that I think you should adopt and embrace in order to 2X your business. And then attitudes we'll do in part two as well, where we'll talk about how should I be thinking? How should I be thinking about myself, my company, my value? So let's start with rules today, and then we'll do tools and attitudes tomorrow. Rule number one is you attract what you define. And the macro version of this is what do you want for your life? What do you want your life to look like, your income to look like, the kinds of customers you work with? What is the average, what is the day in the life of you look like in, I don't know, two, three, five years? And the more specific I think you can be about that, the more likely you are to attract it. Now, you probably say, well, is that, it sounds like the secret. You know, I just put something out there. No, of course not. The more clear you are about defining it, the more likely you are to see it when an opportunity shows up or when an input shows up. So let's say, for example, that one of my goals, it's not, but let's say one of my goals in three years is to uh, be speaking with a million people every day via podcasting. Actually, come to think of it, that might not be a bad one. But let's say that's my that, that's my definitive outcome uh, over the next two or three years. If I say that and I believe it and I concentrate on it and I read it every night before I go to bed and every morning before I get up, which I really uh, encourage you to do is put these put your goals on a three by five card or a series of them. Then what happens is as workshops come to me that seem to fit that goal, I am more likely to attend. Or when a workshop shop comes up that doesn't help me meet that goal, it's going to be easy for me to say no to. So it's really, it really acts as a filtering mechanism. But that's the macro side. The micro side is who do you want for a client? What is the typical or not typical? What does the ideal client look like? How do they treat you? How big are they? What size are they? How much revenue do you anticipate generating from your ideal client? 
And so the clearer you can become about who your ideal client is, and we did a, an episode of this earlier, is a rule that I think you really should consider embracing. So that's rule number one, you attract what you define. Rule number two, whatever you're afraid of, bring it up. And then in parentheses, it goes away. You see, I think we get anxious, we get a little awkward when we have to bring up something that maybe feels like we're, uh, we're in a weak position. But I think fear is an illusion. And believe me, I have, I have enough of it. That's how I know it's an illusion, because I, I've experienced it, and I feel it sometimes. But the worst thing we can do with fear is ignore it. If we're uncomfortable about something, we have to ignore it. So here's an example of that. Let's say that you are pursuing a prospect, and you've had a couple of good meetings, and, and you have another, you say you're set to call them back uh, you know, next Friday at 5, 3, and, and you call them and they don't respond, and they don't return your call, and you leave an email, and, and they don't respond to you. And that is a, an uncomfortable feeling, but I think you need to bring it up to the prospect. And the way you bring it up, preferably by voice, uh, face-to-face or on the phone, but you could do it through email, is say, look, you know, we were moving along pretty well, and I noticed that when I sent my last email, I never heard back from you. And it's been a couple of weeks, and I don't know if you've, if you've decided to abort this initiative, if you decided to go in a different direction, but I would just like to know either way is fine. So when you're afraid of someone leaving, leaving the process, bring it up. Bring it up in a nice way. You don't want to belittle them or shame them about it. But when you bring it up, it will go away. And uh, I had a mentor who used to say, when you bring up something you fear, you own more of yourself. Think about that. When you ignore your fears and emotions and and, uh, anxiety, when you ignore them, they own you. So you want to own yourself, and the way you do that is to bring that up. So that, that's an example. Just if you, if you feel it, say it. We've talked about that. Acknowledge reality. Uh, but I, I think if you check your instincts out and say, what, what am I fearing about this? Then bring it up to your prospect. I think you'll find magic happens. Number three rule, never coerce people psychologically. You know, I think that I speak to a lot of, uh, we'll say, f- people who have been in sales for five to 10 years. I mean, I speak to a lot of masters as well, but a lot of folks who have been, who are fairly new to the profession. And there is this belief that the way we sell is we coerce. We, we try to get somebody to buy. We, we put our best foot forward and we hope that that's enough. And we try to tell people all the features and the benefits and how they're stupid if they don't do business with us. And I think that's, co- that's psychological co- coercion. And I don't like that. I think our freedom and your prospect's freedom is dear. And when you begin to encroach on that freedom, I think you become the problem and you won't make the sale. So it's not a great sales strategy to become the problem in the process. And I think you have to be careful of that. So, uh, you know, tell people up front, look, it's okay if you decide not to pursue this. Let me know if you're, if you're not interested in this anymore after this meeting, and I'll be gone. I'm not going to pester and bug you. What you've done there is you've given the prospect the freedom, and that's worth a lot. Because how many times have we been called on by somebody who just will not let us go? They just keep calling and calling and calling. And we've got all our systems built now in, in our world around, you know, triggering uh, when somebody needs a phone call and we'll put it for a, down for a month and we keep calling and calling. It's like, wait a minute, give them some freedom. If they're 
decision is they don't want to work with you, then say, look, I kind of get the feeling your decision is not to work with us, and that's fine. Just tell me. And I think when you do that, you'll find that by giving them the freedom to say no, you also give them the freedom to say yes. So no more persuading, no more defending. That's what separates the pros from the amateur. If somebody doesn't want to do business with me, I'm not going to stick around until I can convince them to do it. That In the meantime, think of how many other people that I'm not able to contact because I'm fixated on this person who may or may not buy and probably won't. Number four, it's a rule more to understand, and that it's the rule of leverage. It's the small change in input and the large change in output. And as a 2Xer, somebody who's looking to double their business, double their revenue, then I think you have to pay attention to this 80-20 rule. And that is, uh, uh, Robert Cook wrote a book called The 80-20 Principle several years ago. It's still a good book. I really like it. It's called The Secret to Success by Achieving More with Less. Kind of rhymes, too, which I commend Mr. Cook for doing. 20% of your activities yield 80% of your results. Now, right now, when you look at all the activities that you engage in, let's say throughout the week, I don't think it's fair to do a day. I think it's not enough. But throughout the week, you have to ask yourself, what, where's the 2080 there? You uh, probably spend time in front of prospects or on the phone or doing, doing your diligence with, uh, with potential clients or maybe presenting proposals or maybe making cold calls. You do all these things. The question is, what's the, in the 20 and what's in the 80? And I would suggest to you that the closer you can get to doing the 20% of the actions that yield 80% of the results, the more successful you're going to be and the quicker you will be able to 2x your business. Now, the question always becomes, well, yeah, Bill, that all sounds good on paper and theory, but I don't have anybody to delegate these things to. So I still have to do call reports and I still have to make cold calls and all that. Maybe. But I want you to focus your time on the 20% of those things that give you the biggest bang for your buck. So look at everything you do as an input that's in search of an output. And I bet you'll find if you start to analyze the behavior, you'll find that there are a lot of things you do that don't give you much return. And another part of this, this is sort of uh, 4B, is that you probably have done things right now that you're not leveraging. I was just with a client the other day. I just started working with this company, and I think they're listeners, so I won't mention them by name, but they do this event on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, and it's a really cool event. It's for, uh, it's for users of their product, and it's really neat, and, and yet they're doing nothing with it. They're not filming it. They're not recording it. They're not taking pictures at it. They're not they're, they're doing the event. It takes them a lot of time to do it, to put it on and to promote it and to get ready for it. The person who does it is awesome. And she just does a great job in this. But they're not doing anything to promote it. And that's an example of I'm doing, 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 but where am I leveraging it? Shouldn't I be filming it and putting it on, face, on the Facebook fan page or on YouTube? Shouldn't I be sending out the, a two-minute spot, a video spot on the next event? How can, I, how can I, I'm already spending the time doing it. How do I leverage that? So think about those things that you're doing that maybe you are not leveraging as well as you could. I even think that anytime you sell a client, it should turn into a case study. I've got one client who's, who's absolutely phenomenal at this. Whenever he sells this piece of equipment that he sells, he turns it into a case study, and they videotape, and they have the uh, client on video talking about how great this thing is and how that, what they were looking for and the kinds of problems they were trying to solve with it. Well, that's an example. He's done all the work. He sold it. It took, it took him 50 hours to sell, 
but he's not taking it to the next level. So I want you to think about those things. Tomorrow, uh, by the way, tomorrow is our last uh, daily 2X podcast, and then we'll move to a weekly. I think I said that earlier, but I, I wanted to remind you. We'll take a look at tools and attitudes. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.